Hello everybody and welcome back to Chatterstorm. My name is Josh, I'm here with Sam and Sarah. Sarah. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry guys, I've been on the old 40 a day. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name's Sam. Uh, welcome welcome to Chatterstorm. I am here, yep. Sarah is here as well. I'm also here, hello, I'm always here, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we have two things to talk about. One... Neon Dynasty spoilers. There's mm-hmm. been a few that have come out, and uh, we're going to go over what we are, uh, what we've seen, and how good or bad these cards seem to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to go over some alchemy news. So we know now that alchemy rebalances are going to take place after the next league weekend, which, yeah. when this podcast comes out, is going to be the next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I'd like to make some predictions about what we think needs to be rebalanced We'd in Alchemy. We'd like to make some predictions. Yeah, excuse Josh. me, it's our podcast. <laughs> and then I, like, collect the collective eye. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're just matter under is, you. Is there a collective eye? Well, I meant, like, I was sort of shorthanding for <laughs> I'd like us to make some predictions. So what you could have well. said was, we'd like to make some predictions. <laughs> Which <laughs> would have been the same amount of syllables, taken the same time, and been more inclusive to the podcast. We're going to make some predictions about how <laughs> <laughs> So it's important to note that Wizards have said that nothing will be banned in alchemy. Mm-hmm. They're only going to rebalance cards that are too strong. So we've taken a look at the alchemy metagame and we've had a think about the decks that are doing the strongest, um, that are putting out the best performances, and the cards in them that are perhaps pushing them over the edge and how we might rebalance them. So we will see next week how correct we were, if at all. Hmm. Um, and maybe it'll give us some insight into what Wizards are you know, you know, what kind of approach they're taking to their alchemy rebalances, mm-hmm. you know, trying to uncover their philosophy because wizards banning philosophy has been highly questionable mm-hmm. yeah. in the past. Uh, so let's see. Uh, but first, Neon Dynasty spoilers. Neon yes. Dynasty. For those who aren't aware, the next uh, upcoming set coming out at the end of February, I believe, or uh, halfway through mid-feb, February. Yeah. Mid-February will be Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, which is a return to Kamigawa. Um, but with slightly updated graphics, we'll say. <laughs> you know, they had a little bit of a technology update and mm-hmm. now they have mecha ninjas and such. <laughs> so we're going to jump straight into it and we're going to lead with what I think seems to be the strongest standard card or mm-hmm. alchemy card uh, that we've seen from Kamigawa so far. That's Mukutai Soul Ripper. Mm-hmm. It's one and a black for an artifact vehicle. It's a 4-3. And it reads, whenever Mukotai Soul Ripper attacks, you may sacrifice another artifact or creature. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on Mukotai Soul Ripper and it gains menace until end of turn mm-hmm. and it crews for two. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of this card? This is very powerful. For the for a two mana card, um, not even just a, a creature, just a two mana card with Effectively, when it attacks, it'll be a 5-4 with Menace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's stronger That's than, really like, strong. Lovestruck Beast. That's yeah. stronger than, you know, Steel Leaf Champion. That's strong. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have to... All the costs in there are that you have to crew for it and you have to sacrifice another creature. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely some synergies that we've already thought about. Um, one of them being Magda. Uh, Magda is a 2-1 Dwarf that when you tap her, she creates a treasure token. So yes. with just Magda, you can tap her to crew her. And you can sacrifice, it does say you can sacrifice an artifact or creature. So you can sacrifice, so you can sacrifice the artifact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with just Magda and Mukatai Soul River, you already you have... 5-4 with Menace. Or you need... Yeah, a, yeah. yeah on a two-mana 5-4 with, uh, yeah. with... Well, a, a two-mana 4-3 with Menace that's growing. That's growing, yes. yeah. Because yeah, yeah. counters, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, really, really insane card. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to seeing what that does to the format, I think. So there's like a potential nut draw with Mukatai Soul River, yeah. which... You, which is um, Jasper Sentinel turn one, mm-hmm. Magda turn two, and then you play a land. Tap. Oh, yeah. Then you have the Magda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then you then you can tap the Jasper Sentinel to tap the Magda to add a black, and you make a treasure which you tap and sacrifice oh, to add another mana. Yeah. And play Mukatai Soul Ripper. Yeah. So and turn one and turn two. You, so by yeah, at the end of turn two, you'll have those three on yeah. The, yeah. yeah by the already. end of turn two you uh, by turn three you will have a an attacking five four with menace that's growing every hmm. turn yeah um yeah 
and you're putting four manas worth of stuff onto the battlefield on turn, turn two, two yeah which is just super strong but that requires green red and black yeah mm-hmm. so the question is is there a very powerful jun deck on the cards here yeah so it's difficult because obviously we do have all the pathways and all the um slow lands or tango lands whatever they're called um so there is a pretty good mana base for standard mm-hmm. i would say um obviously the tango lands do they don't count to that nut draw because they come and tap for those yeah. turns one and turn two but i think you know especially with jasper jasper sentinel and magda those two themselves generate enough so any color mana yeah. to yeah. play any color the actual the, to get this this nut draw mm. uh the only color you need is green it's a good yeah, point yeah that's true yeah yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Mono green, Jasper Sentinel splashing, <laughs> you know, those two. Sure, we can do that. Um, Sarah, I pointed out that this this card would also be a, a nice fit in Taser. Yeah, for sure. How do you how you reckon you think you might want to pick this one up? Yes, definitely. I yeah. think so. I mean, because I don't really have very many big creatures in Taser. Because mm-hmm. after creatures, all the least ones I have tend to be quite small. Yeah. So this will actually put a decent body onto the battlefield. And as it's afterlife, I... I'm happy to sacrifice a creature. Yeah, you're happy to sacrifice. You can crew pretty easily, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And it's also another important thing to this card because it's an artifact vehicle. Um, fairly prone to... Sorry, not fairly prone. Fairly immune to board wipes because yes. mm-hmm. it's not going to be a creature yeah. on the opponent's turn most of the time Yeah, unless you're blocking with it, which you shouldn't be because that would be a terrible idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so just a generally very i think it's really highly statted like a two mm-hmm. mana four three yeah i would play that by itself yeah a two mana four three is pretty good yeah um, but this is a two mana five four menace you know it's nuts right yeah. it's really good um so yeah you're right i think this is gonna be one of the what well, was definitely the best card we've seen so far i think Kamigawa. so yeah um, i would say so but yeah yeah i think that another important concept is that um let's say you are on the draw against a control deck mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and if you play a good threat on turn two, something like a werewolf pack leader, they really want to interact with it with their two mana. They really want to kill it, be mana efficient. And it makes a big difference that this comes in as an artifact. They can't Mm. destroy it on turn two and they have to wait until turn three until you crew it to destroy it at instant speed. Mm -hmm. Because that effectively just time walks your opponent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that you know this is this can get away with being a two mana four three because you also have to crew two. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it would just be way overstated. But actually, it's a real advantage in the right matchups, mm-hmm. and that really just lends to the power of this card. Uh, it, it's evasive against control decks, uh, and you know even against something like Divine Purge. You know, they can Divine Purge on turn three, go into your turn four, and you can just play this again. Yeah. yeah. yeah only, only costing two mana, I think, mm-hmm. is the huge selling point for this card. Yeah. Very, very cheap for comparing it to the other two drops that we've had recently as well from, like, Innistrad. We've got Jadar in black. You've got the the two mana, three, three. I can't remember what it's one that deals with Planeswalkers or something. Mm-hmm. The one that, like, pings Planeswalkers or... It's a two mana, three, three zombie from Crimson Vow, I'm pretty sure. Is it... I can't remember that. No, it's in sense. black. Uh, it's one in the black. It's um, it's not very good. <laughs> it's a zombie. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but um, yeah, it has like a, I think it deals one damage to you on your upkeep, and deals one damage to you on your upkeep as a zombie. That's Graf Reaver, which is just a two mana three three. Yeah, that's what I said. Two mana three three. So I'm comparing it to the other two drops in black. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is a lot better than a, a lot of better, the other two yeah, drops yeah. in black. It's actually also very good in the mono black um, alchemy deck that I've been playing, which is a sacrifice yes, deck. Sacrifice one. Um, because the two drops in that deck are okay, not great. Mm. Um, and I tend to find with that mono black deck that I have a if my opponent is you know playing pretty heads up and knows not to just let me chump block and uh and, and not doesn't help me kill my own creatures by yeah. blocking and stuff um i find that I, I i run out of ways to sacrifice my creatures mm. so i mean this is a great sacrifice outlet and a, a great threat uh the only threat that that deck has at the moment really against like a control deck is um a voldara bloodcaster mm. this is less fragile 
and actually more offensive. Yeah, potentially a replacement for Voldar and Bloodcaster? I think so. Yeah. The only thing is that Voldar and Bloodcaster synergizes really nicely with Sanguine Brushstroke. It does, with the yeah. blood tokens. Yeah, with, yeah. The blood, with the blood tokens and the, and the drain. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I definitely think this will fit in in you know a standard deck and most definitely going to be in an alchemy deck. Because even in standard, Mono Black's not really a thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it is alchemy that made that that made that you know brought life to that deck so yeah yeah we'll see what happens with it but yeah we should talk about some of the other cards yes because <laughs> <laughs> quite you know uh, so what have you got sam a lot. um well another really I, i'm not sure how good this one will be but i really like this card um in terms of its design and that's iganjo uprising so iganjo uprising is a sorcery card and it costs x red white so you can pay any extra mana, but you have to pay the initial two mana. Mm -hmm. um, and you create X-2-2 white samurai creature tokens with Vigilance. They gain Menace and Haste until end of turn. And each opponent creates X-1-2-2 white samurai creature tokens with Vigilance. So it's a little bit of a weird one to listen to. You should definitely yeah. whip that card up. But um, essentially, the idea is this kind of war uprising that, you know, you create like a you know, a, a battle between you and your opponent mm -hmm. where your creatures have the advantage with the menace and haste abilities. Yeah. They have a better, you know, so, so on an empty board, obviously you're just getting in way more damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really interesting design for a card. Obviously make, giving your opponents the creature tokens makes it a terrible card in commander because it's each opponent. Yeah. And you only get to yeah, attack that's one what, opponent. That's so. what I was reading. I was like, that's garbage, but that's because I'm literally thinking, <laughs> about, thinking about it in Commander. Commander. Yeah. So don't pick this card up for Commander because it's not very good. But in uh, you know in one v one, I think I'm not sure what, about what the potential for this card would be. But I again, I I really like the design of like uh, creating a war between you yeah, and your opponent, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. And then yours like outflanking the enemies and kind of thing. So <laughs> so yeah, really cool card. So you um, like it from a flavor perspective? From a flavor perspective, yeah. yeah. Is anybody actually playing Boros in anything? I don't think so. Dragons, right? but this is Boros card dragons, you want yeah. dragons. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so this wouldn't fit in. The, the the deck that this would fit in would be like a Boros aggro kind of a you know creature based deck. There say. is a Jeskai control deck, um, yeah. which wins through copying like Gal Galvanic iteration and Burn Down House, making okay. devils, making okay. tons of devils. Maybe this is slightly better, but Burn Down the House has the utility of also being a board work when you need it if to. If you copy an X spell. You don't get the X, yeah. do you? I think you do. Are you sure? Yeah, because if you copy... Because I remember back in the Team of Clover days when you would copy an explosion. Ah, oh, okay. And you that would, would get, You would get... Yeah, you, you would get the X value. Yeah, um, yeah sure I think so. That? Yeah. I don't know, because when you... Because when because it's you, you don't yeah, get yeah. X is when it's, you reveal it. It's like... upon casting that you decide what X is. Oh, yeah, yeah that's and a good And copying point. goes against past cast, casting, it? I think. Yeah. You're so, right. Yeah, so you can yeah. copy it. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure if you copy it, you get the value of X. But yeah, either way, I'm, I'm not too sure about the, you know, the meta placement of this card. I don't think it will be seen very much, but it's a really cool card and I like the idea behind it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's it's a different design space. We haven't seen that kind of design on a card before, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really cool stuff. I like, I like the flavor for it, for sure. Real pain in paper, I reckon. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to give your opponent all these white samurai yeah, tokens. Yeah, you're going to have to be responsible for having yeah. lots of tokens. Because yeah. everyone just carries them around. <laughs> it is <laughs> quite nuanced case. that everything has vigilance. Mm. Yours have ha haste and menace. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, you know, like you, you really want to try and take out your opponent. If you can't, well, they have... They have minus one samurai to you, and yours have menace, which means whatever you pay for X, you're guaranteed to be doing X times two. Well, this is the thing, because... Damage plus two divided by two or something. Like, <laughs> math is for the blockers. Wait, you've lost me. <laughs> but the thing is, like, could you consider playing this card for three mana, where you pay X equals one, and then your opponent doesn't make any creatures because it's X minus one? So all you'd get is a two-two with menace and haste. Mm. Mm -hmm. Don't know. I don't know if the flexibility of that may, might be worth playing as like a win separate win con. I don't know. A three mana two-two yeah. with vigilance, menace, and haste. It's not good. Is... <laughs> it's not good. But it is well. To be fair, though, it's not too bad for standard. 
Two team vigilance menace haste. Pretty good keywords. I think you'd want to play X equals two at least. Yeah. Because then they make one and yours have menace. But that's the thing. So you have to evaluate mm. it on the the fact that you can pay X. So you, it's a very flexible card. You know, things yeah. like the the dual face lands, for example, or the dual face cards. You, you, it's the flexibility that makes them really powerful. Yeah. So you can play this as a win con because you can, yeah, you can almost always, at least on an empty board or an equal amount of creatures, mm-hmm. you can get a certain amount of damage. Where this card goes over the top is in combination with lords that give your creatures yes. plus one, plus one, oh, yeah. or something like Blade Historian giving them all giving double, them strike. double strike. Um, that's where this goes a little... Well, that, that's where this card goes over the top, but I just don't know if that yeah, is... You can't build around like, I was going to say, it sounds like to make it great, you have to build your deck around it. Mm. Or like, I, would, I, would say, I would say it's more that it would fit into a deck that already exists as opposed to like for example Sanguine Brushstroke had a whole deck built yes, around it yeah. which is what makes it such a great card mm-hmm. this I think was almost the opposite you can't necessarily build around it you have to just or you have to slot it into a Boros aggro deck I think yeah, yeah. which is a standard is there Boros, anything that's so. like a token deck there's not a lot of like token no there's not is there there is like intangible virtue and historic which was recently printed the two mana enchantment that gives all creature tokens plus one plus one and vigilance yeah. so maybe there's something who knows um but yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not too sold on the power level of this card i just thought it's a really cool spoiler yeah mm-hmm. um, really kind of i think the artwork is cool and i say think because it's an awful photo <laughs> it's a bad photo this is a pretty common theme among spoilers like unofficial spoilers how do they how do how are they such bad quality because no but it's it's because <laughs> it's a it's wizard employees that are in a meeting and they get shown the cards and they have to really sneakily take a photo. That's what it is. That, that, what else could it be? I mean, yeah, it would make sense, but I just feel like wizards are doing such a bad job of keeping on top of that. Like, surely they can see. Like, or maybe, they have cameras in their conference maybe rooms. Maybe that actually they're allowed to do this, but because wizards are like a little bit shit, they go, oh, let's just make it look like someone's <laughs> pretended to take that really badly and they've done it sneakily. But just, actually, they want all the spoilers yeah, to come it's, out. Yeah, it's building hype, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the Kami Wars, well, like, I can just, just imagine say, like, Wizard of the Coast, like, like, all right, before we take a picture, what, yeah, <laughs> grab what, it like, and just wrinkle it. How is that? That can't be a card. So that we're looking like at a, uh, we're looking card. at a magic spoiler called the Kami War. And <laughs> it's been screwed up and then flattened, basically. There's like rapes in it. Like yeah. it, it looks like the card's been through the washing machine. Yeah, basically. And how is like, how have they got on their hands on a like? Maybe I just don't understand. Maybe what's someone here. printed this. Maybe they were going like, and they to just like away. shoved it in their pocket, <laughs> took it home, and then took a picture of it. Yeah, I. I I think I could shove a magic card in my pocket a thousand times. No, I think it's and I it would not look printed. like that. I think it's like paper, as in a piece of paper, not paper magic. <laughs> I think somebody at Wizards has like found that mm. the digital version, yeah. printed it quickly, gone to the printer, and like how all of us I'm sure have done, where you've used the company's printer to print out personal stuff. You just yeah. take it really quickly and hide it. <laughs> And they've just shoved it in their pocket and they've got home and then they've tried to make the best of it because otherwise, how does a magic card look like that? Well, it's either that or the alternate art for these this cards. <laughs> well, is, I'm out. Is, yeah. is I'm like out of magic. Heavily abused. Yeah. No. Run over by a moderate, car. Moderate play, guys. Yeah. Light play. Moderate play. <laughs> um, I mean, while we're on the topic of yeah, the Kami War, should we it? talk about yeah. the card? Yeah. Um, Sarah, do you want to read this one out? Sure. I was going to want to have lots of text. Okay. It's also hard so... to read. Yeah. <laughs> one of them with the best eyesight, so it probably makes sense. Makes sense. So the Kami War is an enchantment saga, and it costs one, and then Wuburg. Mm-hmm. And the first one is exile target, non-land permanent, and opponent controls. The second one is return up to one other target, non-land permanent, to its owner's hand. Then each opponent discards a card. And the third one is exile this saga, then return it to the battlefield, transformed under your control. And then, uh, do we have the other side? I can uh, see yes. that it's a six-six. You can scroll down just on there. Oh, if you actually click on it, I'm not. Clicked yeah, on if it. you click on the um the card. Oh, okay. Okagachi. Oh yeah, you're struggling with the name. <laughs> Okagachi made manifest. That. Um, is an enchantment creature, dragon spirit, 6-6, six, six, as I said. Um, it is all colours. It has flying and trample. And whenever it attacks, defending player chooses a non-land card in your graveyard. Return that card to your hand. Um, 
and it gets plus x plus o until end of turn where x is the mana value of that card sorry there's lots of lots of so lots of read out on that one. i'd like to take us off track sure. for okay. just a moment um there has been some debate in the magic community lately around whether it is a rule or a bug that you cannot target rahilda or kahilda the cutthroat. Rahilda. Rahilda. The, 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 the werewolf, yeah. yeah. You cannot target the transformed side of Rahilda with a Vanishing Verse. Vanishing Verse exiles target monocolored permanent. You can. You can't. Why not? Um, oh, it doesn't have the, the red... Oh, because well, it doesn't have the color on. You can't in Arena. Um, yeah. And and it, there's been a lot of debate uh, yeah, ar- okay. around whether this is a bug or not. Yeah. So do you think that's why this says it's all colors? Okagachi yeah. made manifest... Yeah, that implies to me that uh it's not a bug and actually yeah. the, the backside of a transformed card doesn't have a um a color so that's what because remember we talked about this on the podcast before the color identifier symbol yes mm-hmm. um so i don't know if that's just something they've ditched because maybe because it was just an oversight on the digital design of a card um because rahilda not a paper card and i think i feel like if they did that that's in paper true, yeah. they would yeah. have probably paid more attention to mm-hmm. it it could even be something might be a change that we see in the new update yes um, that that's it true. is a yeah. red card because it, it should be a red card it has it a red feel, yeah it feels like an error rather than a yeah there's, there's no choice there's no like law or, or, or design uh idea that would mean it, that rahilda's other side is colorless yeah i can't imagine there would be so but then that just makes it really difficult to remove like then you can't remove it yeah. with can't remove it with vanishing bear. But if a card's color stays the same after it transforms, then why put on Okagachi made manifest that it's all colors? If the other yeah. side of it is already all colors. Exactly. That's yeah. So I, I agree with that. The bug is I wouldn't say it's a bug. I would say the arena client follows the rules and that the other side it's doesn't have a color identifier. Yeah. yeah. It should have a color identifier on it, the little red symbol. Um well that is a bug. As in, it, 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 it was misprinted, I would say. Yeah, so yeah I they, think it's an oversight by Wizards, so if that means yeah. that it's a bug, then yeah. If, if so. It would be a bug if it was supposed to be like that in, in like, if you look at a card on a different website and things like that, and it has the red symbol, but it doesn't in Arena. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they just missed it off because they suck. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's possibly something we'll see uh, change. But yeah, it, it should have a, a color identifier. In this case as well, um, it does interestingly... Have to have the text that it says all colors and not have like the, the five color identifier yeah. thing, mm-hmm. which I think we've seen before, right? Have we seen that? That's that's what. Well, I was the only ask. thing I can think of is prismatic bridge. Let's have a look at that because that's oh, a flip side yeah. card yeah. that's five colors, and that is oh no no, no it's not a flip side card. Sorry, that's a dual face card, so it does have a mana cost. Yes, yes. okay, yeah, dual face. Um, yeah, I see. So yeah, off the top of my head, I can't actually think of one. Nor can I uh, but, of um, any any card that transforms into that. like a five color permanent. What about Tybalt? Tybalt has the red black mana. It has a red black mana yeah. symbol. Okay. Not mana symbol, the um, color identifier. Yeah. 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 Okay, so maybe it was just a design choice by Wizards. Because design fail, I think. A design fail. Yeah, yeah. it can't yeah. have been. Yeah, it feels like a weird thing to intentionally do to make that card slightly more protected. So yeah. I feel like it's more just it's, an oversight. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that you would transform into a werewolf and you don't have a mana alignment. I yeah. Would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But pulling us back onto topic, mm-hmm. what do we think of this card? It sucks. You think it sucks? <laughs> yeah. I think this is incredible. What? Oh, I love it when yeah, you I guys have such great. opposing views. Yes. Yeah. Six mana to remove a creature. Remove two creatures. Remove one creature on your the turn six, and then bounce something on turn seven. Yes. <laughs> Which costs um, five different colors of mana. So the turns before that, you're probably doing nothing. Yeah. I... I think that, yes, it's hard to make this work, but in a like heavy control shell, I think this is a, a good win con. Is there a five-color control deck? There's, there I don't there think, can be. I don't think this is playable in a deck that wants to pay this card's mana cost. If you're going to play okay. this card, you're going to cheat it out somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I okay. Think, which makes more sense. Like maybe an enchantment tutor deck or like an enchantment revival deck or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see this. Because even when you do generate the five colors of mana with, in historic, maybe something like Golos and World Tree or something like that, which mm-hmm. when you which lets you tap all your lands for any color, that still isn't a good enough payoff. I don't no, think. there are better things to do with it, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, you could make up the cost with treasures or something. Uh, it yeah. could even be that the Jund deck we were talking about, you know, yeah, it could, it could be in. like a Jund treasures deck that 
can support five colors. Yeah. It's just the fact that you you spend five colors on it and six mana in total. You don't win off the bat. You have to wait three turns for this to win. And even then, you don't win when you when you get to those three turns. You have a 6-6 six, six flying trample that might get slightly better. But it's a 6-6 six, six flying trample that is kind of drawing you a card every time it attacks. Yeah. Yeah, Which is very good. Yeah. But... Most Only time, kind of because the yeah, defending player chooses. The defending player chooses and the it's one from, mana creature and that And it's from your there. graveyard, <laughs> so you have to have. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not fantastic. I don't think. Um, I think it could be. I, I do think that this could yeah. end up being pretty good. Um, we will see. Yeah, because I, I, I do agree with it. you. It, it could be tricky. Like it could be really tricky to, for this card to be to be good. But I, yeah. I think it has the potential to. Be. It's powerful. Yeah. It's yeah. just the costs are very high as well. Costs are very high. The mana base in standard I don't think can support five color at all. Yeah. Mm. Um even in historic it's still rough. Like historic five color decks work because they have again things like Golos World Tree and pff, shenanigans pretty yeah. much. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see we'll see what happens with it. Um What do you guys think about this as a commander card though? Obviously not as a commander. Yeah, I don't think you can play this as your commander. It'd be kind of cool if you could, though. Yeah. Like, if it was the other way around. But, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's good enough as a commander. Like, in a five-color deck, you could. it's a playable. I, yeah. I actually don't think it's super impressive in commander. No. Because in a 1v1 game, removing two targets, in my opinion, is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, in a 1v3 game, um, removing two targets is heavily underwhelming. Yeah. yeah but removing sure. three targets at on turn six and turn seven... I don't know if that's as good. I mean, obviously, mm. if you I, have I, just a removal spell that you can play whenever you want, that's different. But you're having, you're yeah. waiting till turn six. I would say, like, by then, dragons would have killed you. Yeah. Werewolves would have killed you. Mono black would wouldn't care if you removed it, if they removed your things. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, it's it's a rough rough card to make good. I think. I think you're right. I think the only way it's good is if you don't actually pay for it. Yeah. Basically, and then I don't know if that so. makes it a good card. Yeah, even when you don't pay for it, it's still pretty rough yes i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll what see. happens we'll see we will see what um else can we talk what, uh, what other cards do you guys want to talk about well i kind of want to move away from spoilers now okay yeah uh, yeah because i really do i want to talk about the, these alchemy predictions mm-hmm. yeah um so i'm just gonna pass straight over to you sam yeah for your first prediction about what alchemy changes we might see next week so we should, in, in terms of the background for these alchemy changes, so there was a little bit of controversy because people wanted these changes to occur before the league weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because arguably that, that shows the more skilled player who can, you know, in that short span of time, yeah. design a deck and build a deck that's going to win a, an event. Um, going into this weekend, alchemy is a fairly, you know, we know which decks are at the top, we know which ones are going to be the most powerful. Yeah. I've, it's likely we're not going to see any kind of like underdog decks. Hopefully it's we be do. New, yeah. Hopefully we do, but I don't think you know it's hard to deal with the like the werewolves on the play and mm-hmm. and things like that. So see, I'm not so sure where I sit on the controversy actually, mm. because yes, it would make more entertaining watching if yeah. the players if we if we shook up the format the day before. <laughs> yeah. Um. But these are people's lives. You know, these are professional players, yeah. and that it's their livelihood and they have been they've probably put in hundreds of hours of practice in this format with these decks and it feels unfair to me to be honest to to shake that up to shake that up straight away that also makes sense yeah imagine if like you were like playing a football match like a really important one and then the day before they just changed the rules yeah Yeah, exactly there has been so there has been moments in like smash brothers tournaments from my experience where they'd have like a patch release and it will be out before like a day before the weekend of the tournament. Yeah. And they'll be like, guys, don't update your switches. We're keeping the tournament yeah. event mm-hmm. in the old patch. Cause yeah. It's unfair. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause people, <clears throat> people put a lot of effort and practice into this kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would make for more entertaining watching probably, yeah. but dare I say, it's not all about entertaining the viewer. It's not. No, yeah. I think, and I don't even know. It may not because what if the, this is the first time they're going to be rebalancing cards since alchemy's been played right the ones yes, they did yes. the original yeah what if they do it really badly <laughs> and then all the decks are just rubbish that's not good to watch either yeah if it's... all the decks are rubbish then none of the decks are rubbish that's true that's okay. a good point yeah that yeah. would i would honestly be more entertaining true <laughs> <laughs> seeing everyone struggle to win but like this yeah. maybe this probably isn't going to go 
well rebouncing the first time I think yeah. there'll be some issues with it so then that just gives it yeah. just makes it more unfair and then it also makes more sense to run out these changes after the league weekend yeah. when they have that professional player data mm-hmm. they do obviously have the arena data from everyone that's been playing it, and they can see which decks are on top but it does it, you know you can't argue that it does help once you've yeah. had a league weekend and you can mm-hmm. go all right we can clearly see this deck performed well yeah this yes. one may not need rebalancing didn't perform as well yeah so yeah so with that out of the way um i think the ha- i have played quite a fair bit of alchemy i've been playing a lot of werewolves um i think you know i, I should start off with the deck that i do play and mm-hmm. i do think that werewolves deck does need a little bit of drawback because I think the most powerful addition to the deck uh, is Tenacious Pup. Mm-hmm. Tenacious Pup is a one, it costs a singular green mana for a 1-2 wolf that when it enters a battlefield, you the next creature that you uh, cast enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter, vigilance counter, and a trample counter. Yeah. Really, really powerful. Yeah. Uh, for one mana, you get a... You get to buff the next creature that you play, which most of the time, in werewolves at least, is a werewolf pack leader, which mm-hmm. is then becomes a two-mana 4-4 four, four vigilance trample. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Rahilda, which is a two-mana 3-3 three, three first strike vigilance trample. When it deals combat damage, you draw a card. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Draw a card from the opponent's deck. So it's very, very powerful. I, I, I don't know exactly what they should do to rebalance it. But I definitely know it needs to be rebalanced. That seems so powerful on, the, on turn one. Well, first things first... Um, Tenacious Pup also has this other broken ability uh, <laughs> of gaining one life. When it right? enters the battlefield, you gain one life. That's gotta go. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta go. <laughs> amount, amount of games I've lost to that one. No, I don't. I don't know why that's on the card. I don't, I don't know why know that's either, on the card. Yeah. It doesn't make sense from like a flavor yeah, perspective it's... or anything. Um, so um, I don't really get that. I think that where this could be rebalanced is. Maybe you get to choose between a one-one counter, yeah. a trample counter, or, or a vigilance. Yeah. I think that makes more That's sense. Best. Or what? What about choosing two of the three? Two of the three is also yeah. So you can yeah. yeah. I like that more. I think either choosing two of the three because I don't know how that would work as from a flavor standpoint. But I also don't think flavor's too big of a thing with alchemy cards. Mm. No. I don't think they just cared about that too much because it was a. I don't even know if any of them have, have flavor, flavor text. text. I don't think they do. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, you can't really do flavor with a card when you're changing it up a lot as well. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I think it could be rebalanced to something like that, where you get to choose yeah. two out of the three as opposed to all three. Just getting all three. Of all them. three is really. It good. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you? Yeah, it's so hard to deal with that. Especially like that werewolf pack leader, four four vigilance trample. Like, you, none of your creatures are gonna get yeah. through, like to block that. Yeah. The mono black deck hates seeing that because it's just four four beater with trample. Like, yeah. yeah, I can block it, but I still take three damage and yeah. all that. Yeah, you can, can you can shambling ghast. You can put five power onto the battlefield on turn two. So many decks can't deal with that. Mm. Um, and and you know by turn three you can have a a ranger class down and be drawing cards off that pack leader all of a sudden. So mm. many decks can't deal with that for a couple of turns and then the game's over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so, it's, re- it's really strong. Yeah, as, as much as I love playing the card and I do enjoy the insane Rahilda or Werewolf Pack Leader, it does need to be toned down a bit. It's a mm-hmm. bit too powerful. Um, but yeah, we'll see We'll see how they handle that. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully they don't handle it. I love that deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if they don't handle it, I think real werewolves will, will just dominate. Yeah. Um, the other powerful card in that deck is Rahilda. And I don't know. I think Rahilda is fairly balanced because... I'm inclined to agree with you. I don't think she needs rebalancing that much because so by herself she's the the two two first striker, mm-hmm. which is really good. But she is a mythic rare card. Yeah, she's a mythic rare card. She is supposed to be powerful. Um, and the other side she gets double strike. So it's just the fact that she can get trample on playing her on turn two. Yeah, um, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what but that's if they, not if, her. I was gonna say fault, which sounds really weird, but that's, <laughs> not, like, fault, that's yeah. not it's not her that makes that better. It's yeah, the it's other the, the tenacious yeah. pup, which yeah, is this the, is it. You know, the, the, the idea behind identifying that. the best card in a deck is pretty easy, mm. but it's a different question identifying how to rebalance the deck. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're right. Rahilda is really strong. It's probably one of the strongest cards in the deck. Yeah. But I think that it's tenacious pup that enables Rahilda and yeah. pushes it over the yeah. top. She she definitely gets out of hand so quickly. When you've when you've got trample and you're drawing cards with her straight away, yeah. Because yeah. most of the time they'll 
by turn three, they'll have something like Mono Black will easily be able to block Rahilda because she has first strike, but you know, you just block with one of your creatures. Mm-hmm. Mono Green will have like a Werewolf Pack Leader to block with something. Um, control decks will kill it pretty much. So yeah, yeah, she she's a she's a she's a tough one. Yeah, uh, but I don't think she needs rebalancing. Okay, now Sarah, which deck do you want to see nerfed? Well. I've not played enough alchemy, I think, to say the whole deck that I want nerfed. Other than mm-hmm. I could just still be salty about how much I hate mono white life gain. <laughs> yeah. And just say get rid of the whole deck. In, in alchemy, is that do you find mono white life mono white life gain? I, I definitely do. Yeah, I've not, still not, that, yeah. Not I don't see mono white, but uh, on my hit list is definitely Inquisitor Captain yeah. and Aura. Uh, yeah. Aura Skyclave Hierophant. I think both of them could do with rebalances. Okay. Yeah. Um so uh, Inquisitor Captain is a is a four mana three three with vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, uh, basically you seek a creature with mana value three or less, and you put it onto the battlefield. Yeah. Um, it so has, it has a few clauses to that, but that's the basic. Yes. Yeah. That. There's a, there's a bit more to it. That that's that's the basics, and I think that the rebalance could be pretty simple by mm-hmm. just making it from a three three with vigilance into a two two. Yeah. Um, okay. Just reducing the stats on the creature itself. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still seeking a creature. I did think, you know, would it be better to give this a collected company like effect where you only look at the top X cards? But mm. no, because it's it th- that would ruin the seek mechanic. Yeah, the seek mechanic. Yeah. Um, I don't think that adding, you know, making it a five mana card. I think that that makes it that too, makes bad. It too bad. Uh, but it's it's a pr- like four mana three through with vigilance. It's a pretty it's not decent a bad, creature. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe the, making uh, it a three, t- maybe making it a two three or a two two. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it should have an aggressive stat yeah. line because it's a, it's more of like a, especially because it, like it's a, it's an inquisitor captain. It's supposed to lead the others into battle, right? In in terms of like a flavor standpoint, that's what it's doing. It's grabbing yeah. minions and and them onto battlefield. It shouldn't be strong by itself because you compare that to other like. Uh, those kinds of cards you know they generally don't want to be attacking they want to be kind of the, the commander in the seat yeah and uh push forward so from 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 a flavor point i guess yeah it shouldn't be very aggressively statted and it would make it would, it would yeah i think that'd be a fair nerf if it was like a two two without vigilance maybe i think so or um, like a two maybe a two three without vigilance two three yeah or with it yeah so there's something there to to nerf a stat line for mm-hmm. sure um yeah what about so so aura you think that one's uh yeah so uh the the black white clerics deck i don't know about you guys i I know we've all been playing kind of different formats and decks but Mm. i find it really really strong i find it really black white black white slash blue clerics deck Mm -hmm. is very powerful the splashing blue for the glass pool mimic or Mm -hmm. captain um is extremely powerful for sure i don't think aura makes it powerful though i think most of those decks don't necessarily run aura because mm-hmm. of the the clause on inquisitor captain is that you need to have 20 or more creatures in your hand graveyard, graveyard library, library yeah. um that have mana value three or less so mm-hmm. putting aura in your deck that's true that yeah. number yeah um so yeah i don't it is it is a very busted ability that you can keep recurring it um, in fact you want to go ahead and read out the card josh yeah so aura uh, aura skyclave hierophant is a core cleric it's a three three mana cost is two white black and it has lifelink, and whenever Aura, Skyclave, Hierophant, or another cleric you control dies, return target cleric with a lesser converted mana cost from your graveyard to the battlefield. Mm. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty busted. Yeah, that is, that is. Out. Yeah, because if you, so let's say you've got a curve of clerics on the battlefield, mm. a four drop, a three drop, a two drop, and a one drop, and you get board wiped. Yeah, you get that, your three yeah, drop, you turn into a three drop, drop a two drop, and a yeah. one drop. Yeah, which is really strong. That is, yeah, that is kind of nuts. Really strong, um, and I wouldn't want to mess with that too much because, again, that's you still want the card. Like with rebalances, I think my personal philosophy is that you still want the card to do what it yeah, does. You don't you don't because if you if you nerf it too much, you're basically banning it. Yeah, yeah. Then like it's what the they same. did with Luminarch Aspirant, more or less an unplayable card. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, it's a cleric that's not yeah. played in the cleric deck. Like, come on. <laughs> so I would, with Aura, I think what I would want to see is that um, while Aura is on the battlefield, if a cleric dies, it gets exiled. Mm. So that you cannot loop it. Loop it, yeah. yeah. So that you can't just keep looping it your cleric. It should be like a one-time okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that makes more sense for a four-mana kind of creature in that tribe. Yeah. Um, either that or and uh, maybe since this is going to be just an alchemy change 
we, you can make changes that you couldn't necessarily make in paper. Mm. Uh, and so maybe something like uh, the creatures that come back. Um, so similar to the um, maybe conjure Olivia. Yeah. If you uh, went like so, as long as Aura's on the battlefield, those creatures stay around. If mm -hmm. once Aura's destroyed, they they die too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or when they die, they go to exile. Yeah. Um, or, you know, something that stops you from continuously abusing. Yeah. The uh, the looping. I think yeah. that would just tone down how and the looping that crazy is even more. Because um, the looping is even more powerful with the Pyre of Heroes. Mm -hmm. I think it is. Yeah. Which is the two mana yeah, yeah. artifact that lets you pod for. A creature in the same tribe yeah so you sacrifice the creature get a creature with less mana value back as well as a creature with plus one mana value mm -hmm. um which is crazy yeah yeah the, the loops go cr pretty hard there. exactly yeah it, it, it's and it can be impossible to overcome no matter how yeah. much removal how many board wipes you have yeah. it can it, it, it you just can't out resource the deck yeah um and so i still think that the deck would overwhelm most of the time but it would bridge the gap a little bit I think so. Yeah, I think there is a enough that needs to be centered to the the Esper Clerics deck. It definitely seems like the most powerful one, um, with Inquisitor Captain and yeah, just the I guess Aura as well is, yeah. is in the same sort of shell. So yeah, hopefully I think we'll most likely see because especially with those colors as well, it's the strongest at dealing with the aggro decks in the format, yeah. like yeah. mono green and werewolves and the white aggro decks as well. Um, so yeah, we'll probably see some kind of rebalancing to that for sure. Um, I'm just trying to think what other cards in that deck could be considered for a rebalancing. Mm -hmm. But those what about are generally Voice of the, the blessed. Huh? What about Voice of the Blessed? Voice of the Blessed. I don't think it needs rebalancing. I don't either. It's a it's a strong card in the deck yeah. for sure. But it's... I don't think that. I don't think that's where the problem it's, really it's, lies. It's, it's a lightning rod for removal, and when it does get removed, that's a lot of your game plan gone down already. Like mm -hmm. you, you do. It's it's the same philosophy with the Jani's Pride Bait. It's a big thing that if you get removed, well, now I'm just gaining life. Kind yeah. Of thing. So yeah, it's. I don't think it needs rebalancing necessarily. It's a fair. It's a, it's a strong card, and it does. You know, it's very annoying to play against. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you should be able to deal with it. Like you, you run spot removal. You run. I really do hate. <laughs> I, really, I really do hate them. You can even get catch it out with things like um, Tangle Trap as well. Tangle Trap's a great card against it, the one that kills flying creatures, I think. Yeah, I know yes. the card. I'm giving Sam a look because are you really playing Tangle Trap? Tangle Trap's played, yeah. It's yeah. really good against dragons. Fair. Oh, okay. yeah, I suppose actually, yeah. 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 Um, Interesting, is, is okay. The, yeah, two mana deals five damage to a flying, flying creature. creature. I've always yeah. considered Tangle Trap. Oh, like, wait, if it deals five damage chaff. to a flying creature, then it's not good against Voice of the Blessed. Because it becomes a six, it's, six yeah, when it's a flying creature, so yeah, yeah, never mind that. But, uh, but interesting that that's good against dragons because yeah, it, Tangle Trap's that, a really good yeah. card. I run it in Werewolves. Um, yeah, it's really powerful against dragons. Hmm. Um, what about Righteous Valkyrie? Yeah, so that's a rough one. Mm -hmm. um, this is yeah. So Righteous Valkyrie is another card which can just go so over the top. Yeah, and that's what's so dangerous about the clerics deck. I find is that it has multiple There's so ways, many of them. Yeah, multiple ways to just go way way over the top. But from a balancing philosophy, I I look at Righteous Valkyrie and it does everything that it was designed to do. I think I don't think when it comes to the philosophy of re, like rebalancing a card. You don't want to harm what the card is meant to do. I think it's no, too yeah. much. But you, you can definitely rebalance it a little. So the problem with Righteous Valkyrie is that um, once you do Pyre of Heroes stuff and you start looping auras, you, you can easily assemble life, yeah. like three or four Valkyries, or your creatures get plus six, plus six, or plus eight, plus eight. Yeah. You could rebalance it by just making the buff a plus one, plus one. Yeah. And that would help a lot. Yeah, the plus one, plus one makes more sense. Even the, the life gain... Um, like twenty seven life is not hard to hit at all. No, especially I think they've yeah. almost hit it before that even comes down. Yeah. If they so. if they turned it into you gain life equal, uh, you you gain one, one life, life for, for each a, yeah for because yeah. yeah. at the moment again with auras looping you get you can, you can gain like yeah. yeah you can get so much life every turn right. because it's toughness based yes the, the life gain so if you remove the toughness clause make it gain one life mm -hmm. and make it plus one plus one when you're above 27 mm -hmm. that would be i maybe that'd be too much maybe that'd be too much i think keep the plus i think i think you can keep the plus two i don't know i think keeping the plus two is fine because it should if you get to that if you change it to gaining one life when it enters getting to the 27 life is going to be a lot harder in a creature matchup as well mm -hmm. um 
So I feel like if you do manage to get that, you should be able to dominate. Okay, It yeah. is a card that is meant to win once you reach a certain clause. It is a snowball card. Yeah. So it's not fair to nerf the the, the, the end product of the snowball. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, It's fair better enough. to nerf rolling up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it rolls okay. up there Makes way too quick. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I think it's a snowball yeah. card that you should nerf the journey rather than the, <laughs> the, the end product. I think that's a pretty good okay. philosophy. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I do the, hate this card. I hate that card so much. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I also want to shine the light on the uh, Red White Dragons deck. Mm -hmm. So actually, according to MTGA Zone, the Red White Dragons deck has the biggest meta share right now. Yeah. It has the uh, highest win rates. Yeah. Okay. um, And is the biggest share of the meta. We will see in the League Weekend coming up whether Dragons is, because I think it is Alchemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So we'll see whether Dragons makes the biggest showing. Um, But... If the Dragon's deck is the quote-unquote strongest deck in Alchemy at the moment, what needs rebalancing? Fierce and Wealth, but I don't know yeah. how you do it. We all know, we all know what it needs to yeah. do, so... You tell us yeah. what it does? Go ahead, so what's uh, Fierce and so Wealth? Cost one and a red for a 1-1 dragon with flying, and at the beginning of your end step, each dragon card in your hand perpetually gains this spell cost one colourless less to cast. Yeah. But it, how do you... Because there might be a way, but if this went from upkeep to end step, does that do anything? Yes, because okay. so this this was the change that I when I, I, I proposed Sorry, initially. So at the beginning of your end step, yeah, each yeah. dragon costs one less. If you change if that you to change the beginning of your upkeep, upkeep, does that actually do anything? I think it makes a huge. It makes it? a huge okay. difference because so if you think about it, when you play when you play Fierce and Web on turn two on your end step, uh, you gain that reduction, mm-hmm. and then it goes to your opponent's turn. If it goes to your upkeep, it then, you know, it goes to your end step, then it goes to your opponent's turn. They have all they have at least one toll turn at sorcery speed mm-hmm. to deal with the fearsome well, as opposed uh, to yes, course, having yeah. to leave up two mana on turn two, hoping that you're going to play a fearsome well. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, you, you, you have to you have to react to it straight away. Yeah, I didn't actually think about removing the, the creature, but yeah, you're um, totally right. So giving it that one extra turn at sorcery speed to deal with it, um, that would help because sometimes the Tovalar deck, or sorry, sometimes Werewolf deck and the Mono Green deck does. Mono Green does run Blizzard Brawl, which is a sorcery mm-hmm. removal spell that would definitely be, mm-hmm. you know, the dragon, the, the fearsome web would be a lightning rod for removal. Um, Tovalar does sometimes run uh, sorcery speed removal like that as well. So I think it's fair to at least give you that one turn to deal to with deal it. Deal with it, yeah. It, again, it's it's the same philosophy of don't nerf the end product, nerf how it snowballs up because mm-hmm. yeah. it does snowball. It makes your dragons ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you nerf how how it like you, you can get rid of that straight away, yeah. I think that's a good idea. So does it only make it better for that initial turn? After that, does it not make much of a difference? Yeah, so so it does the same effect after that turn yeah. for sure because it's you know so it's basically just giving it still your makes opponent... a difference. So yeah, the card does the same thing, but it gives your opponent more time to answer it, and that's all it does. Yeah. Yeah. And it does give you basically an extra turn to answer it. It doesn't yeah. slow Before your dragons happens, down, yeah, uh, but it just it gives your opponent more time to answer it, which it's I think a, yeah, would, yeah, especially in a card. especially when you're on the play. When you think about it, if you're on the play with on, with dragons on turn two. You slam down your fist and weapon, it's going to get value straight away. Mm-hmm. Your opponent has one mana to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. bullshit. Like, yeah. Come on. So, yeah, it definitely needs some kind of. It needs to be Just slowed make down. Make it a bit slower, yeah. Yeah. Either it's an upkeep trigger, it could be a tap to reduce the cost of yeah. the dragons in your hand. Yeah. Um, it, yeah it, it, either of those, I think, would kind of help rebalance the card. Yeah. A, a I like bit. the idea of it tapping as well. That, so yeah, I think that could be pretty good as well. If it yeah. to tap instead, so it's got summoning sickness. Yeah, so mm-hmm. again, you get that and one turn that where you can't do anything yeah. about it, and it becomes it becomes you can't attack with it. It's not a good blocker either. Yeah. So yeah, I like that as well. Um, but yeah, again, you don't want. I don't know. It's, it's so hard to think. Like, are you nerfing it too much? Which I don't think you would be. No, I think tapping um, because you're not going to block with it, right? Because it's only yeah, one. Yeah, because you, you want to keep but it. But you yeah. will attack with yeah. it. It, because it's a flyer if yeah. they don't have any flyers because that makes more sense why yeah. not so yeah tapping it i think i think something that's also just worth noting about fearsome whelp is let's say um i'm playing with the i'm, I'm playing against the dragon's deck and i am on the play mm-hmm. and i have a removal spell in my hand i have a not power word kill um <laughs> yeah that wouldn't work <laughs> i have an infernal i have an infernal grasp in my hand yeah um and i don't set any stops mm. If 
your opponent plays fearsome whelp mm -hmm. and it's their first creature you have nothing to respond to with the infernal grasp until the dragon has resolved mm -hmm. and if they do this in their second main phase without setting any stops in arena oh, the turn will pass straight, straight to the end step and uh, so even if yeah. i then infernal grasp They've the dragon's ability yeah. will still trigger that's, that's a bad so that's you a would bad client design to be honest yeah you'd yeah. need to you'd need to put a stop on your opponent's second main phase to destroy it before they pass pass yeah. phase um but that's just a little bit tricky yeah um and uh, yeah, I, I don't know that. That yeah, I think that is bad client design. Mm. Ultimately, um, yeah, I, I don't know why it wouldn't let you respond. Have the chance to step, respond, yeah. yeah. If especially you have the mana to respond, yeah, and the spell to respond as well. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I do think that would that would not power the card down too much. Yeah, because at the moment, you know, if you have the right hand. This can be a two mana card that immediately and without giving your opponent the chance to respond saves you four mana. Yeah. Mm. And that's yeah. just huge. That's just so that's so huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy that it can just let you slam out town raise a tyrant on turn 3. Yeah. And that just that can shut yeah. down the game. <laughs> yeah, like you don't even need multiple drags even if you have a land and then a land into this and then just town raise a tyrant in your hand. Is that the one that the the land that, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. I land. got totally destroyed by that because like, they did yeah. do that mm -hmm. and i had two land the three lands so then i had to decide mm. am i going to draw a land am i not going to draw a land yeah. and then in the two or three turns maybe that doesn't happen and you're deciding then you've lost six damage yeah, to that do, yeah. plus yeah. the damage from the dragons do you think that card might need a rebalance tamra's a tyrant well i i don't like things that target lands um, <laughs> yeah it's kind of lame, I don't, yeah because, objectively speaking but yeah. i don't know how how would you do that make it so it does one damage but like how do you that was one thought i had i think that would be incredibly underwhelming quite, yeah, yeah it makes it quite useless what if you made it a three three yeah okay i do think it yeah. should yeah. being a four four even a four mana four four flyer which obviously is the the design space for dragons because we've had a yeah. ton of a four mana mm -hmm. four four flying dragons i get that that's what they want to go for but they don't also so have an ability that, that ability, yeah. deals is prob is pretty much going to deal to I can I can time. see it honestly it feels like every game I play against dragons every game I play against town raiser tyrant mm. um just feels so tight like it does, if yeah. I do win it feels like a hard won victory and that should be a good matchup yeah. for mid-range decks like yeah. like I'm playing um but yeah town raiser tyrant the, especially in multiples it just gets devastating yeah i can definitely see it being fair for this to cost five mana instead of four i could too i mean I it's, think it's, a, makes... it's a four mana it, it's a four four flyer yeah. with stone rain attached yeah. to it yeah like that's insanely strong I, I, I think that i think five mana wouldn't surprise me um for a card i like think this. if a four four flyer has an ability like goldspan dragon it, it should be five yeah mana, it shouldn't right? cost yeah. four mana it shouldn't it shouldn't cost four mana you like, have even to somewhere has to be extra yeah because Moonvale Regent is a four mana four fly, which does have a really good ability as well. Um, so it's hard to like decide mm -hmm. like how do you? I don't know, man. It's just it definitely should be five mana. It should be. Well. I think now if, that I'm thinking yeah, about it. If it's a flyer it. that's a four four and it has something whatever it is that's in any way good, yeah. it should cost more than yeah. four mana. Do you know what? Yeah, you can have your Moonvale Regent on three, mm. and then your Town Raiser Tyrod or Goldspan on four, yeah. and yeah. then your Inferno of Star Mounts on five. <sighs> And hmm. you know, that's still that's still really strong, still strong, but it's not as horrendous as, as one that as, earlier. One as turn earlier, three yeah. town raiser tyrant. So other than nerfs, um, I want to talk about buffs as well because mm -hmm. that is going to be a part of uh, our alchemy rebalancing. Yeah. Um, are there any cool mythics or rares, just cool cards that you guys would like to see powered up so that they would be contenders in the metagame? I haven't had too much of a think about this. The only thing I know is that Luminarch Aspirant should definitely be reversed, I think. No. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, so much hate. I just so much hate. I'm sorry. I, I, it is a hateful. It is not. It is a very strong card, but it did get nerfed into Oblivion. It yeah, is, it I went guess from it went from it's a nothing now. It went it, from mono white or, or white creature staple, mm -hmm. white deck staple to unplayable. Yeah. Which is crazy. Crazy how little that changed. Okay, how would you? Buff it, so but it's not, not make what it, it. Yeah, yeah not, so not, it not make it original how it was, but buff it a little bit. Um, what about making the one-one counter an attack trigger? 
no, that's actually worse. It's insane. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and you could do it straight away, yeah. No, because um, it wouldn't have summoning sickness. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't no, it it would have summoning sickness have before. Sickness. So you can still attack with your one drop. Yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, if, if it was an attack trigger, every time it attacks, you put a 1-1 counter on a creature. Okay. But that would actually slow it down even more. Than, what did they uh, rebalance it to? So it's now you only get the counter on your end step. Ah, uh, yes, okay. So before combat. Yeah. So after combat, after sorry. Combat. Which is just, what yeah. about <laughs> yeah. when Luminarch Aspiron enters the battlefield or attacks, put a 1-1 counter on a creature you control? Because then you have to actually attack with it. Like you get the one one counter when it comes in. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That, and then you but then you have to, to actually with attack it, with it. Yeah. And that's that, a good idea. Yeah. So the, part of the problem with Luminarch Aspirant was that you could just leave it there, and it, yeah. would, it, it, would, it would slowly yeah. outgrow your opponent. Like in mono green, if you can just make it a few turns, it can outsize the whole board. Uh, but if it has to that, attack, yeah. then you know your opponent that's, can play yeah. around. Yeah. That. It also helps to you know put into the philosophy of playing an aggressive deck. Like yeah. if you're playing an aggressive deck, you should be able to deal with the risks of swinging at your opponent mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that I, I i agree i think that'd be a good yeah not not buff not nerf but just so making it playable fix. again yeah we'll say fix we'll fix it, <laughs> uh, we'll fix it. um yeah so it, it, enter the battlefield because you do want it to have some impact on the battle when it enters mm -hmm. uh, otherwise it's pretty much unplayable yeah um so utb and then yeah on attacks i like that i like that a lot more so the card that i want to see buffed is Coma Cosmos Serpent. Yeah? Because it's already pretty strong, but okay. it gets played nowhere. And I've been thinking, you know, where where would I want to buff this card um, okay. so, to bring it into the metagame? Yeah. So you probably, to play it fairly, you want it to be in ramp decks. You want to have to ramp up to it. Uh -huh. um, but what's the solution? What if we gave Coma Flash? <laughs> God. Can't be countered and has Flash. Is that too so much? So you make it into Hullbreaker Horror? Yeah. Well, yeah, so yeah. you literally make it into Holbreaker Horror, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing, right? Because it's not a bad card. It's a very good card, and it's a very good ramp target. The reason that it's not played is because there is no good ramp cards right now. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have, like, Cultivate. You don't have, you don't have very good ramp cards, I don't mm. think, or, or ramp creatures. That's where, like, if there was... Better ramp creatures, uh, better ramp cards. Be that I think it will be played. Yeah, and, okay. Yeah, it's only really played in like maybe there's like a reanimated deck in standard. I don't know if there is, but I think Coma is just fine. Yeah, it doesn't need. <laughs> it's pretty good. You just think that Coma needs more support. I think yeah, it, yeah. The, the, the archetype that it would fit into because you wouldn't play it in like a Simic aggro deck or anything yeah. like that. Or um, I guess you could you would play it in a control deck because it can't be countered, but. It's good in the control deck. Mm -hmm. It's already good. It's a really yeah. good card in like a control deck sideboard where you bring it in the in the matchup mm -hmm. in the mirror matchup. Sorry. So yeah, I yeah, I think I think it just needs more of a deck support. Yeah, much, which makes more. Yeah, good thinking. Um, what about you, Sarah? Are there any cards that you wish were better in some way? Um, hi, Wizards. I have a request. Can you please make Goldspan Dragon back to <laughs> what it was before? Because no, Goldspan Dragon's still good. It still gets played. But let me just for a second. <laughs> I have decided that I'm just going to have to play Alchemy because, as we said last week, Standard is dying. Uh -huh. But as I've also said many times, I don't have a lot of <laughs> wild cards. So I'm just trying to play my Standard Kragans. Dragons and cra and Holebreaker Horror deck <laughs> in Alchemy, and it's not as good. And one of the reasons it's not as good is because I can't protect my Goldspound Dragon when it comes down. So I'm just going to take this time to personally request Wizards <laughs> if you could just change that back or give me a bunch of rares and mythic wildcards so that I can build a deck to play to in Alchemy. To be fair, they should definitely have given you wildcards back for making changes to a card. I do think it's unfair that they've changed Especially if, if, the, if the cards were only legal in Alchemy, then yeah, you don't get your wild cards yeah. back. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Just don't play the format. But because it, it's in historic as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, standard. And well, no, because no, it's not changed in standard. That's oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> changed in historic, mm -hmm. which is bullshit. Like, yeah. If you play another format, yeah, I think I yeah, think I think yeah. we've said that before, but you should be like, there should be the option. The changes to trade should it either in. not have been made in historic or the change has been made and you get your wild cards back. Yes. I think the biggest example is Luminarch Aspirant, yeah. which was a good card, nowhere near broken in historic. No. And yeah. it just became unplayable in yeah. historic. Uh, and so a bunch of people who invested in that deck lost, you yeah, know, four of their rares, had to yeah. find mm -hmm. a replacement. Uh, even though it, it was never really an offender. No. Uh, I don't think historic. it was like it, it was to be, looking back on it, it was a four of in every 
white aggro it was, deck, yeah. but oh, yeah, they just didn't need to nerf it that much, man. <laughs> that was a huge nerf to it. Um, this is interesting yeah. though, because you wouldn't think that was a huge nerf, but no, it has been. But it is yeah. because there is a lot of you know it makes your attack so much worse when mm-hmm. you don't have the counter on mm-hmm. before combat. You get them at the end step. It's like, oh, yeah, now I'm playing a defensive deck. Yeah, great. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Well, I think it's about time we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Wrap it up. Yeah. So thank you for joining us and listening. Mm-hmm. And we will catch you guys next week, and we'll see how right or wrong we were about those predictions. When, when exactly is the Alchemy update, you know? Is it 28th or something? Uh, it's just going to be after the Just after weekend. the yeah. Okay. Yeah, because okay. yeah, they would have to have some time to analyze that, I guess. Yeah. But... So we actually will we will not know uh, for next episode, for but the episode but after that, we yes. will... We will have hopefully have seen the results of the league weekend and kind of judge have a, yeah. maybe we can update we our findings idea, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we can change maybe change our predictions that's true um, so yeah we'll catch you guys next week yes yeah. catch you later bye follow bye, us guys. on twitter chatstorm pod yeah represent <laughs>